The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Hour 2 of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Fred Penny, with Denise Dirks and Cal Hunter behind the uh, glass. And that's pretty much all that's here. Uh, oh, wait, Todd, I guess. Uh, uh, Todd. Todd's to my left, and Chris Rodriguez is not here. Uh, those of you who are sticking around to Hour 2, Hour 3 gets even more exciting. But, you know, uh, uh, what we're going to talk about today, the stuff I went over, I really didn't get into what's the 25th Amendment with the uh, uh, Trump issue. By the way, I've been on – and this is not a – hey, Fred, just do it. But I've been on uh, on Tuesday, I believe. It seems like I was on the air nationally on USA Radio. I was on the Wells Report talking about this 25th Amendment and uh, whether or not uh, they can kind of basically get rid of Trump through the 25th yeah, Amendment. Yeah, the, the backstory to that is the former um, acting attorney general um, and the um, second-in-line acting they had a discussion. They tried to think about whether they could invoke the 25th Amendment. There's a subparagraph yeah. to that, that only in a case of an incapacitated president. And so they were having discussions about whether they could do it, or that's the allegations that they yeah. were having discussions. Well, if it's true, one of them said, well, I can I can wear a wire into the White House. Nobody ever pats me down. That, yeah. Well, that's the allegation. That's the allegation. Yeah. And that, that that's a real problem. Constitutionally, it's a real problem. Yeah, let me yeah. tell you that the odds of, because I've study this, the odds of the 25th Amendment being invoked and, and kicking him out are, are uh, let's try to win the lottery first, but uh, here, here's the, gen- the general rule is the vice president's got to agree with it, his cabinet, the majority of his cabinet have to agree to it, and then the, both houses have to pass it by two-thirds vote. It, it ain't going to happen. So. Yeah, and, and on, to, on top of that, we have to think about what the purpose was in enacting the 25th Amendment. It was made after um, John F. Kennedy yep. was killed, so they had a real-life situation to where if John F. Kennedy had survived, he probably would not be have a, he wouldn't have any capacity at all. Right, right. And so they that's when they enacted this. So they weren't looking at you know, a, a president that just may be acting a little different or, you know, have different ideas or different right. actions. They were looking at uh, him seriously being incapacitated. That, that's not incapacity, it, just because politically you don't agree. Yes. So, so the biggest question that I have is if you have governmental officials in that are in the law enforcement wing of, of government discussing ways to circumvent the electoral process to remove a president Invoking something that really doesn't have much of a snowball's chance in H-E double hockey sticks of, of, of passing. What liability do those people have for discussing, and, and I don't know the answer to this question, but the question I think needs to be answered is, what liability do those people have for having high-level discussions aimed at trying to topple one of the three branches of government. Well, I don't think they were trying to talk about it. Was I just, don't think it was that, a discussion. I think and, freedom hey, of speech is yeah, still hey, good. Yeah, hey, by the <laughs> way, could we do this? Nah, you know, go ahead. Well, first off, if if you they, you took them seriously, you would say this is a, a coup attempt if you were to yes. take it and push it to its ultimate end. But secondly, nothing happened after, remember Edith Bowling Grant, Grant Wilson, Woodrow Wilson's wife anyway, Edith Wilson? He had a stroke. Yes. And he was incapacitated, and she handled almost all of the matters of state as his spouse. Nancy Reagan also did a lot for Ronald Reagan toward the end of his presidential term. None of this ever came up then. And these people were genuinely, I mean, in, in the case of Woodrow Wilson's case, he was genu- genuinely, because of a stroke, incapacitated. Right. And yes. she ran the ship of state. So, you know, yeah. that, that, see, this he- is... Go ahead. So if if Reagan, he was having dementia, right, right. Um, or Alzheimer's, one of the two. He was starting, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and so yeah. you know, it, there could have been an argument made that he was incapacitated, but at the same time, I don't think he was fully incapacitated. There's a difference between diminished capability and incapacitation, right? Yeah, because totally uh, Cal and I have diminished capability. Yeah, that's right. You but guys I, are still free to marry. You still yeah. have that right. Yeah. You yeah. can yeah. make that consent <laughs> and decision, right? And, let, and let's take a look. <laughs> at what, let's take a look at what Reagan accomplished. When he had this this 
you know, how incapacitated was he really? The fall of the Berlin Wall happened in 1989, which was right at the end of his presidency in no small part due to his actions. And so whatever he was suffering from at the end of his presidency, he was still lucid enough to to steer the ship to make that happen, to help yes. that to happen. So, um, what was it Gorbachev? Was it Gorbachev? Gorbachev, yes. Gorbachev tear down that Mr. wall. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. What a great moment in yeah. world history. Yes. And this happens from a guy who's beginning. I just I just think that even when people begin to, and I have a father who suffered from this. This is what take, took his life at the end. I think there are moments of lucidity. And there are yeah. moments when they know what's going on. And, and many they, moments, I think, in Reagan's right. case. I don't they get think fewer was, and fewer yeah. and fewer. And yeah. Reagan didn't even sign it, wrote, write his famous Alzheimer's letter until he'd been out of office a while. That's right. So, I, you well, know. What, what I don't understand from, from just a legal standpoint is why, if you are the subject of questions about your involvement in this, like, like former Deputy Director McCabe was, when questions are swirling around you and your involvement, why do you write a book and then go on national television and give an interview where, depending on how it's perceived, you're creating a lot of liability for yourself? No, because he blamed it on Rosenstein. Well, he, He's he, the one that said Rosenstein raised this issue. But if you blame it on Rosenstein after Rosenstein has uttered all of his denials as to what really took place, you're going to find both of you back before a Senate Judiciary Committee trying to answer to what happened, and then you're going to bring up this whole issue of perjury. And remember, the whole issue about why certain people didn't want to give interviews was because in order to get, make perjury, all they really need statement. all they really yeah. need is you said something here that's contradicted by somebody else. And we know that's coming with both of them. If both of them testify consistent to what they have said publicly, and they say that before a Senate Judiciary Committee, one of them is perjuring themselves. What I this never went beyond discussion, you guys. It never went to an action form. Yeah, I so don't believe minor. there's going to be any liability at all for this. Is it right? Maybe not. Is it treasonous? No, it's not. You know what's interesting? So, you know, that's how I feel about it. Let me it. tell you what's interesting. That you, everyone's danced around this, and I listened to all the pundits this week talking about it, and I said to myself... And I heard your, your well, good, good, presentation good. on USA. Yeah, so, so it was good. here's what's interesting, Denise, is this is all under Section 4 of the 25th Amendment. Section 3 of the 25th Amendment, this sounds boring, but this is very interesting. Did you know what that allows? That allows the president to intentionally divulge his duties... And step away temporarily and then come back and take them back. That's usually like I'm going in for surgery. It's a major surgery. Yes. I might not make it. I'm going to be out for a month. And that has happened. And that has happened. And that's what the purpose of the 25th Amendment was for also. Doesn't it also provide for the designated survivor? I don't, I don't remember that. You don't remember I, that? Because well, that's, that's something that has always made, you know, I, I, I wondered where that came from, that you could do a designated survivor. And that is real. Yeah, that's not remember. a fake I, thing. I remember in the TV show Designated Survivor, yes. there was an yes. episode where the president had to have surgery. So temporarily he... He uh, divested himself of his presidential authority into somebody else, and the big crux of the show was, were they going to give it back at the end? Ooh, yeah, know, he can but, come back and take it. By the way, under the under, but, the, under uh, the section four of the 25th Amendment, we're going to back. We're going to come back and talk about Miley Cyrus's suit. Uh, we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. We're going to talk about Miley Cyrus's suit. That is a another. Um, inf- patent infringement they're trying to claim um, a, a copyright yeah, infringement copyright infringement for lyrics and then we're going to talk about the, the sucker, sucker punch lawyer uh, <laughs> that is the most interesting thing that we've discussed in court we're going to tell some stories yes. about what has happened in court in, in people being sucker punched and some judges quite frankly in these small courtrooms in these small like small areas of, uh, of like the United States interesting what happens to judges Hey, tweet us at Radio Law Talk or call us at 855-529-7234. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. We'll be back. There is much more Radio Law Talk coming up right here on your favorite radio station and, of course, on RadioLawTalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit Concussion Medical Clinic to schedule your appointment. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com lettyandcompany.com Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E- Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Yeah, we're going to talk about Miley Cyrus's uh, case uh, with uh, the 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 track "We Can't Stop." But I want to I want to have Cal. It's called "We Can't Stop." Um, and Miley Cyrus, it's a 2013, um, and, and we're not going to talk about it yet, Cal, so you got time. So, and then a Michael May, his song in 1988 is called We Run Things. So the We Run Things 1988 and, uh, Miley Cyrus's song is called We Can't Stop. But before we get to that, let's talk about 
this sucker punch in court, Todd. Yeah. What, 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 what's going on there? Well, you know, I, look, I don't want to sit here and, and say boo-hoo. Look how, look how difficult our jobs are. I mean, certainly I don't believe lawyers, defense attorneys put themselves in harm's way nearly as much as first responders do and others. However, that said, lawyers can be sitting ducks sometimes for violence in the courtroom, and that's what happened. Uh, or outside of the courtroom, too. Yes, but in this case, this was inside the courtroom. That's what happened in Cleveland recently. A defendant had just been sentenced to 42 years on nearly two dozen charges. Now, he pled. This wasn't as a result of a trial. He pled guilty to it. And, and in researching this, I don't. I know that his attorney was not a public defender. I know he's a private attorney, but I don't know if this commonly happens, if it was a private attorney who had been appointed by the court because maybe the public defender had a conflict and the conflict firm had a conflict. I don't know that. I just know that this guy pled, and and at the time of the plea, I mean, he's wearing the prison orange, the, the orange yeah. jumpsuits they have, and he's handcuffed in the front, which is being looked at as a security issue, because right. right after he was sentenced to 47 years... That's a lot. He turned with two hands and sucker-punched his attorney, knocking the attorney out cold. The attorney Breaking says, his nose. He, he broke his nose, said he woke yeah. up underneath a table. He was just out, and you know, a little melee ensued as they tried to get control of this guy. But as an attorney, you're sitting, you've got a lot of things going on in your mind. And the last thing, I think he was looking. He, he turned the, to him to he, talk to him. He turned to him to say, I'll come and visit you to explain everything that's happened. And when that happened is when he got sucker punched. Now, as an attorney, you're sitting there in court. You don't have a gun. You don't have a bulletproof vest. You don't have any of the protections that a bailiff in the same courtroom would have. Or the judge, it's going to take a while to get to him. That's right. Uh, and we'll talk about You don't have an emergency buzzer or anything. And, and you are the closest one to arguably the most dangerous person in the courtroom. And uh, it, you're, you're kind of sitting out there. And, you know, violence in the courtroom is on the rise. There, There's more of this stuff happening. I remember as a prosecutor, I'll give you an example, when I was a prosecutor in the state of Tennessee, we had a rule, a security rule, for when we were handling the regular calendars, going over all the cases, an early status calendar, you'd have 40, 50 cases on, and you have to go through and tell the judge where you are and everything. And the deal was that there were two attorneys handling the calendar, and the attorney addressing the court would be the facing prosecutor. the court, the, mm-hmm. the prosecutor addressing the court, facing the court, had to have their partner standing at a 90-degree angle to watch their back. Now, that was news to me when I got there, but that was that was the security protocols to by the DA's office that I had to stand if I was not on the record at 90 degrees to the guy who was on the record, a guy or, or female who was on the record, because I was going to be able to run interference from a ticked off defendant a lot quicker than the 70 or 80 year old bailiff who's sitting <laughs> over there. 70 or 80 year old bailiff. Okay, yeah. I was going to be able to get there, and I had to put my body there to protect somebody. Yeah, exactly. And this is not limited to criminal law, guys. No, no, it's not. This is not at all. In fact, um, there was a very difficult family law attorney. He's now deceased, but he was notoriously difficult and liked to get under people's skin and um, in this jurisdiction there was an old historic courthouse where the bailiffs were never nobody was ever in the hallways and and there was stairwell to get up and 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 an elevator only so a lot of times you're alone with people in these in the outside of the courtroom and one of the this attorney got clocked I mean clocked uh, by the opposing party who was a husband or a former husband and he went down and went out his lights were out and he wasn't discovered for a few minutes because they were alone in this hallway. And then it was when the elevator opened that he was discovered by somebody. So this is an area that's also very highly contentious. Family law is highly contentious, Uh, and it can be dangerous as well. And I'll tell you where it's more dangerous, and this is an opinion, is the small towns. And let me tell you why. So you get in the big towns, San Francisco, you know, there is protections. The judges are parking underground. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's got gated entries. It's got, you know, guards there. The uh, judges same, have back routes out of the that's courtroom, exactly right. out of the they, house, they or out of the courthouse. But you've got the small town, little tiny town. The judges walk out. They stand out. They walk out to the parking lot just like anybody else. I talked to a judge one time in a small town. 
and he said it was bad because he would he had just put someone in jail for 10 15 years and he walks out to this car and his car's parked two cars next to where the family's still standing out there talking and he's got to get in his or yes. her car and back out and walk by this family those small town judges prosecutors etc it's more dangerous. Yeah, I and, think. and it's scary because in these small towns too, literally there was a department that was outside of the courthouse, and it was on the side, and we had to go up through a screening, but it was completely open. And I had a case where the opposing side was a gang member, and um, I was trying to get protection for my client, and it was intensely scary. Yes. To the, to get us in and out of that courtroom. It was I had scary. A, I had a case uh, probably ten years ago, was prosecuting a gang person. It was for a felony DUI. And it was at the new courthouse, and I'm walking up. They hadn't opened the doors to allow folks to even get inside the courthouse yet, and there he is standing there. Right and I walk up, and he comes up to me with his wife. Says, "You going to seek to revoke my parole today?" And I was, and I just had to say, "Well, we'll see what happens when we get into court." The guy ended up getting taken away to prison. Now that was scary enough. A year ago, he finally got out. He's driving by on his motorcycle, sees me outside the court, comes right up, revs his motorcycle, and drives away. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say that I had to change my underwear after that one. Wow. That scary. Yeah, no, you can, You and I'll meet people that are on the other side in grocery stores or was at a park a or at a issue? concert. Was it a tidbit yes. issue, your underwear? I, I, you know what? I, <laughs> you mean you mean a micro bit. A micro bit. <laughs> we'll be right back. Macro bit. Stay with us. we got a lot more to come. Listen to our one. <laughs> All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. USA Radio News with Rick Vincent. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft is facing two counts of soliciting prostitution in Florida. Investigators say they have video of him paying for sexual acts by women in massage parlors. Sports agent Lee Steinberg tells CNN... In this particular case, you've got someone who's probably, uh, along with Jerry Jones, the most powerful man in the NFL, who's got an impeccable background reputation. I very much uh, hope that Bob Kraft is found to be innocent. Kraft has denied any wrongdoing. Chicago police say R&B 
star R. Kelly has been taken into custody in connection with multiple charges of aggravated sexual abuse. Attorney Steve Greenberg says a recent Lifetime documentary is old news. Everything in that documentary was a rehash of things they've known for years. Police have investigated, prosecutors investigated, the jury heard, and everybody rejected it. Kelly spent the night in jail. You're listening to USA Radio News. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's 1-800-399-6392. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill. So what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know they're good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361. Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com. Oh, stop it. The attorneys you hear on the panel at RadioLawTalk.com are all licensed to practice law in California. But if you want a lawyer, no matter where you're listening, you can check our website, RadioLawTalk.com. There's a button there that says, Talk to a Lawyer. Press it. It's that easy. And, of course, we thank you for listening to Radio Law Talk. Miley Cyrus. Achy, breaky heart. That's her dad, right? That's, That's right. right. Heart. I remember that was big time. So she has a, and I'm not a, I don't follow uh, all of her songs. I do like The Climb. Have you ever heard of the song The Climb that she sings? Mm-hmm. What a wonderful song. The Climb is about, basically, life's about your is not necessarily about your destination. It's about the climb getting there. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and it's a wonderful song. I think she has good songs like Rockin' in the USA. That's one of my favorite songs, actually. Those of you who've ever, yeah, if you've ever like mm-hmm. had like a bad day and it's like you're trying to figure out, you know, it's just I'm just trying to get to this. I just want to make it to this X spot, and you just seem like you can never get there. The climb. I've always I listen to that, and I'm you know a shout out for Miley. And, yeah, she has great lyrics. And it, it just talks about look, just enjoy the the the, the destin not the destination, but getting there. The journey. Yeah, the journey. And if you don't so. get there, just come in like a wrecking ball. I mean, yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. With your tidbit. Well, you know. Well, with your. Micro bits. Micro bits. Micro bits. Well, I'm going to call it the tidbit. Well, let me tell you. Nice. I'll we'll just... call it the Todd bit. <laughs> well, you just need to call it a wrecking ball then. I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay. It'd do some damage there. Oh, we digress, gosh. folks, because the first hour we got a little bit funny with our case or no case. And you go right. back and listen Denise, to it. bring it's us funny. back in. Go ahead. Talk All right. Miley. I'm trying. I'm talk trying us about Miley. <laughs> okay. Right. So Miley Cyrus has a song Patriot that's missile. called We Can't Stop. You're <laughs> just the boys. Uh, Will not stop <laughs> doing these little subliminal things. Denise is trying to keep us on track, and here's Cal in there and Todd off track. Keep going, Denise. I'm sorry, Denise. Forgive me. Okay, so at issue Incoming. in this case, literally, is whether one sentence that's three times in 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 Miley Cyrus' song, whether right. or not that is an infringement of uh, Michael May's copyright. Uh, for his lyrics of, yeah, this is this is her song. 
No, this is... No, that's not it. That's not it. That's. You that's, said you wanted I Can't Stay. That's Stevie no, Nicks. No, I, I said we can't stop. We oh, can't stop. Oh, Cal, Cal, Cal's in there going, ah, that's, that's called Stevie Nicks. I didn't think that was... No, Cal, that's my, it, Cal, look at your phone. Huh? Look, at, <laughs> look at my phone. All right. Keep okay. going. In, Guys in are event, killing me. Anyway, in any event, yeah. um, Michael May's song, We Run Things, that came out in 1988. It had a, a phrase in it that is so similar to the song... This is We Can't Stop, official video, Miley Cyrus. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm liking it so far. Yeah, yeah. Roasting marshmallows. Yeah. And, yeah. I could dance to this. Yeah, yeah I give it a seven Dick Clark and uh, good rhythm. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's, Where's it say that, we can't stop? She hasn't said it yet. So that, no, she hasn't no, said she, it yet. No, it's not we can't stop. It's we run things. Things don't run we. See if I can find It's like in the second verse. Okay, so it's up up a bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, here's This is Jamaican. This comes yes. from kind of Jamaica. It's it a, is. It's a saying in Jamaica. Okay. Okay, so there's that. And then we got Ferguson, Florgerson, Florgon, well, May, Michael Flowergon, May. Flowergon, My, Michael May, We, we run, run Things. things. Let's see. This is Flowergon, Michael May, We Run Things. Theoretically, 1988. Is this right? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, that's exactly alike. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the phrase. They admit it's the phrase. It's the lyrics. It's not the music part. Oh, I'm, I'm in Jamaica right now. That oh. was the line right there. We don't. We run things, they don't run Yeah. Okay, but so what? Okay, but this is the, this is the argument is he believes that saying is his saying. He started it, and then what happened is people he's claiming in Jamaica, that was kind of a Jamaica, Jamaica saying, and then everybody started picking up and using it, and then now Miley Cyrus is using it, but there's issues of a common phrase. This is a common phrase. They even admit it's well, a common phrase in Jamaica. Let, let's just go where we're at in this suit. She okay. gets sued. Yeah. This is the first stage of the lawsuit, so she brings a motion to dismiss. So the Jamaican dude is suing Miley yes. for stealing this lyric, which basically is a lyric all over the world. Well, I don't know not if he's a necessarily. Jamaican, all over Jamaica. For the not audacity of using the same six words in sequence. <laughs> Go on. Desperate okay, for cash. so yeah. she has three defenses to this suit. Her first defense is that the phrase isn't original enough to warrant copyright protection. Okay. So she brings a motion to dismiss to make these these things. She did statute of limitations. That it's not an infringement because the phrase isn't original. Um, that the works aren't substantially similar, so hers doesn't sound like his. Yeah, they don't. And even if infringements were established, she can incorporate the lyrics because it's a fair use of a very Common name. Common, Common phrase. phrase right. Exactly. So she brings this at a motion to dismiss stage, and the judge denies it. Um, actually, the U.S. magistrate recommended to the judge to Stop deny right it. There. That's Stop kind right of there. interesting. Stop right there. This is what I want our listeners to understand. How does that work? Well, well mm-hmm. let, let me finish this. This is at the beginning stage, is what Denise, I, I think maybe people didn't catch. This is right at the beginning of the case, before the, even the evidence is all coming in. And so and so you'll see what Denise is going to get in, what the judge says. Look, at this point, I'm not going to throw it out, but I think this is not looking good for Mr. May. That's kind of what the judge says. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So in, in different states, we have a different structures for the court system. And in this particular state, at the state level, um, there's a magistrate judge, and then there's a, a judge that actually oversees the case. So in this case, the U.S. magistrate judge recommended to the district judge that he should deny the motion and um, limit the actual damages to a three-year period because of the statute of limitations issue. So it'd be three years years prior to the time um, that, or three years, uh, three years prior to the time he brought the suit, he can't get damages all the way back to 1988, in other yeah. words, right? Yeah. So, what's interesting about this is there's a U.S. magistrate and a judge. Okay, the other That's interesting real, thing I mean, for is, me is interesting yeah. 1988 until the date the second song was filed, when you copyright a lyric, do you copyright every phrase in that lyric in its exact sequence? And, for example, I'm just going to think out yes. loud. <laughs> if Fred Penny said to his lovely bride, which I'm sure he has said many times, I want to hold your hand, 
would Paul McCartney then come and sue Fred for using a phrase in sequence of the Beatles' if first and most popular song? I put it in a song prior, yeah. and they used and if unless it's a general phrase, no, they cannot. Generally speaking, isn't that a general phrase? First of all, you can't you can't argue copyright infringement for something as small as that. Copyright infringement has to be something that you commercialize or make money off of, or do something like that. So that's the first thing. But when you do a copyright, you not only copyright the lyrics, but you copyright the music as well. And it is in the exact sequence. Remember, we dealt with musical things where the introduction to Stairway to Heaven wasn't part of the um, the copyrighted material. Remember that, right, right, that right. case? Okay, so in this particular case, he's claiming that since he copyrighted the lyrics and in his um, song, he says that repeatedly over and over again. That's one of the most important lines. It's called a hook line, yes. Yeah, and um, he's saying that that is copyrighted in his song and she cannot use those exact lyrics the way she did because it's an infringement of his copyright. Now, the U.S. magistrate even though she said, uh, the, he said, let's deny it now to the judge because it's too soon in the case. Let's give this, you know, a chance to grow or whatever. Um, but he did make a mention about it being a Jamaican proverb and that that, that phrase had become used so much right. that he was probably feeling Miley Cyrus's defense. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think the ju- judge. I think the judge telegraphed this. By the way, could could be. You know, I'm looking at this going. Let's say, let's suppose that he was able to, that the plaintiff in this case was able to prevail on this use of, I'm going to count up here. Eight times, I think he uses it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uses yep. it in hers. She uses it three. Times. No, three. She so so she three. says, we run things, things don't run we. That's eight words in sequence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight words in sequence, despite the rest of the song having nothing to do with that. Uh, nothing. It's not alleging anything else in the song infringes. Just those eight words in sequence are similar to or the same as the eight words that he used back in 1988. Well, if this goes through, and if he were to win, my question would be for every heavy metal song that says, I I want to rock you all night long, eight words that you hear in multiple songs, who's going to have the first claim on that? Well, that was in my song first. How about I love you? Uh, right. Exactly. One of the most common phrases in all songs. Uh, I think huh? Mr. Tidbit used, Happy I want to rock you all night long. <laughs> well, I, I think he said, I want to, but it ain't going to happen with a tidbit. All right, so. Mr. Tidbit. <laughs> all right. Hey, we're going to come back. I want to finish up with one thing. I'm going to quote the court. What the court says at the end of this, and then we're going to get in and talk about uh, the Supreme Court uh, clamps down on excessive fines by the states. We'll be right back. This is Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com, and we're not done yet. Stick around. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. Jason Ross back here. February is Heart Month. Every year for the month of February, to show our appreciation to Extendivite's faithful customers, we have a sale. If you would like to try Extendivite, now is the time to get a few months ahead and really give Extendivite the time to show you how it works. Most of Extendivite's long-term customers wait for this sale to stock up. People and doctors tell us about the unbelievable improvements that they have experienced in their overall health, not just the heart. Extendivite wants you to experience the power of these herbs. Get a four-month supply for only $115 for either the capsules or tincture. Please take advantage of this once-per-year sale and get healthy for life. To order, call one 877 928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extend The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. 
From scriptwriting to producing your commercial, just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Compliment your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. We're back talking about We Run Things with Miley Cyrus. I've got other sites that talk about the artist was uh, Florgon that filed the lawsuit. and But maybe Michael May is the real name, but Florgon might be the artist's name. Well, that's like just a Florgon conclusion. That's... That's, that's, that's what I don't, I don't... Oh, yeah, Michael May. His birth name is Michael May, but his name... That's why I want... His, his, his name in music his professional is name. Florgon. F-L-O-U-R-G-O-N. But, Todd, you brought up an important point about this case. And he's being sued by the makers of Mop and Glow for uh, infringing on the floor gone. Never mind. I'm that, that is in jest. I am kidding. No, but the point that I wanted to raise here, and, and I, I cannot stress this enough. This is my own personal opinion, my observation. But good it, one too, it seems to me that there is a rise in the number of copyright infringement suits being raised by somebody who had a song that was popular 20, 30, 40 years ago, and then a current song. And it, it, it just feels like some folks have discovered a new way to market and increase the sales of their previous catalog. I mean, look at this song here. I can tell you without a doubt that I had never heard the song We Run Things before, and yet I've listened to it four times in preparation for this because of this story. And I think the same thing is true with the Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven, Infringing on the Spirit. We had another one with Meatloaf infringing on something, and then we had another one that was... And I would be curious if we could go and if somebody could find the or the uh, iTunes sales of these singles of the song that is alleged to have been infringed upon. And, and what were the sales like before the lawsuit was brought? And what are the sales? What are the views on YouTube? What is the listening going on? After right. these, um, the public the, lawsuit. After the public lawsuit, because Increase. you know, it, I mean, to a certain extent, it sounds like 
you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity, but the lawsuit is creating the publicity around the song. It's also very interesting to note that he, he, he is seeking a trial by jury. He's seeking injunctive relief to stop sales of this song completely, and he's seeking that no further performances of the song can it be done. So he's trying to halt that, and he's also seeking monetary damages and his attorney fees. So th- the fact that he's doing that kind of a all-in kind of an account kind of supports what you're saying, I think. But of yeah. co- And of course he wants trial by jury because jurors, many of them, are not musical and don't have a clue if it's similar or not. Right. right. But this is so much easier than music, in my opinion. This lyrics are lyrics, right? And yeah, this one is this better. Is a, and, and, and Todd made a great point. This is seven words, you guys. Right. Seven could, words. Could we record that sound bite and just have it, Todd made a great point. And just had that one queued I, up. I can take it off along, the show record. Uh, along, yeah. along with, you know, we just put it right up there. Are, are we done yet? Todd made a great point. Todd, and, and maybe could we get a button? Good job, Denise. Could we get a button in here so that I could just press Good it any time I want? Well, Todd made a great point. I thought <laughs> I was supposed to get one that said um, I was listening to the show and then I fell asleep. <laughs> I thought that was supposed to happen, right? Wasn't it a couple weeks ago? <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, and you said... Cal, let's let's put I, that on. You know, that had so much like extraneous <laughs> talk over the top of it that I could I could. It but you can work. say it now. Okay, say it now. You can say it, but that's okay. I don't want to say it now. I let's hear what the court it, said. I yes. want to quote the court. I want to quote the yes. court. The current record suggests. Again, this is this is in the preliminary stage. The current record suggests several ways in which the de- defendants may well prevail on the merits. Defense. That's Miley Cyrus in a determination that the phrase was not original to May, that May only... uh, Or... Or that May made only trivial changes to the pre-existing version of the phrase. And then he goes on and says, but uh, this adopted... But um, the Miley Cyrus, though, made... There's no necessarily proof that she used his phrase or got it from that song to use that phrase, but could have adopted this phrase from many other sources and facts that establish, that, yes. that use this same phrase, because it's a common phrase. Now, just to bring it back to the law for a second, this was a request to dismiss. It's only looking at whether or not he has stated a cause of action against her, which he has, and it is not this motion for summary judgment phase where the court looks at the evidence, the, the testimony of the witnesses and all of that, and determines before trial that there's no um, there's a, f- a valid defense or that there is not enough evidence to prove the case. This is a great example. Just generally speaking, not specific to this area of the law, of when a judge will fill the wind in your sails and then take the wind out of your sails all at the same time. And criminal law happens oftentimes for prosecutors when they do a preliminary hearing. And at the very end, they get this holding order where the judge says, okay, I believe that there's enough evidence to believe that a crime had occurred and the defense is one that did it. And the prosecutor is about ready to stand up and do the happy dance. And then the judge says, but I wouldn't want to be the one prosecuting this one at trial. <laughs> There's enough that. to make it past the prelim, but this is a weak case. And now you're like, oh, no. That's exactly right. <laughs> so this morning, let me tell you what happened this morning. I'm sitting here, my wife says, well, you're studying for you know, radio law talk. And I, and I, and I we study before, but I was, I was you know, just doing a little, little more studying. And, and I said, well, we're going to talk about El Chapo. El Chapo. Oh, and yes. She, and my wife turned to me and said, who's that? So for those of you who don't know who El Chapo is, my wife's my wife is just living in a closet. I love her to death. Who's that? El Chapo is basically the at one point allegedly the drug lord of Mexico, and he's been arrested on. He's numerous, been convicted now. Yeah, right? arrested and then convicted on numerous counts of of everything from the sun down to the to the earth and. And here's what's interesting. The judge told the jurors, which they do quite often, oh, yes. and he's very clear about a high-profile case like this, do not go out and res- look at the news, read about this case, read on social media about it, because it needs to be an unbiased belief according to what is presented only in court. That's what that's the evidence laws is you it's you they can't look at outside sources. And guess what? One of the jurors <laughs> quietly comes back and says, uh, uh, um, Your Honor, um, 
people in the jury room were telling me that they were actually looking at the news, reading social media about it, doing all kinds of things that they were not supposed to. It it, it, it falls under the heading of juror misconduct. Right. Or and, does it? Or does it fall under the heading of jury tampering, where a defense lawyer gets to a jury and says, help a brother out here. Will you go back and make these claims so we can get my, uh, another trial? Yeah. It's possible. Well, everything's possible, but it, I don't, it, I don't it, know. It, it could be. It could be, but... Um, Here's the couple of things just to address that. First of all, you talk about the admonitions that the court gives, and I want to I want to be clear here that this isn't just something that a judge thinks to give. They read this off of a script. In California, they're reading specifically from Cal CalCrim, the jury instruction number 101, which are cautionary admonitions, and the and it's verbatim the same thing. It says, "quote Do not use the internet in any way in connection with this case, either on your own or as a group." So everybody gets the same instruction. They're also told at the conclusion of a case, after it's done, you don't have to talk to the defense attorneys right. or the prosecutors. If they want, they, they can approach you and you are free to say, I don't want to talk to you. But a lot of them do. I always found it very beneficial to have jurors talk to me and let me know what did work, what didn't work right. in, in the case. I am not going to say, though, that attorneys in this case would be beyond what Cal has suggested. I have never seen it happen, but if I only live my life based upon what I saw happen, I'd be a very sheltered individual, and some people say that I am. Anyway, so um, I I think that this happens. What is the remedy? What what is the violation? Well, one is it's a contempt of a court order. The court has ordered the jurors to follow these admonitions, and if you don't, then it's it's contempt. The other the, the bigger one is depending on the severity of the juror misconduct could lead to a new trial. That's exactly the issue. But it is not absolute. They have to look at the extent of the conduct. They have to look at how pervasive it might have been on the outcome. If it was blatant jurors' misconduct that swayed a verdict one way or another, they look at it, but they're going to look at it as best they can to try to preserve the verdict. But it's not one. It's multiple jurors. That's I think right. it could be a, yes. as many as six. So that, I think, could be an issue. We might have a new trial for El Chapo. And how long was the tri- this trial? It was like months, right? Yeah. It was. So the ex- expense. We're going to be back waste. the third hour and do a case or no case. And we're going to have fun with it. Hopefully it's not about tidbits. We'll be right back. No microbits next hour on uh, Case or No Case. And you're listening to Radio Law Talk. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.